This is Agents Influence Podcast. Salesforce makes it very easy to learn about basic manipulation of the platform in order to customize their, what they need. So we've seen, I've just seen some really cool stuff, stuff that I'm like, whoa, like just utilizing like workflow or process builder in ways that they're making their team conform to certain standards and it's improving not only the quality of what they're submitting, but the backend data analytics, right? I, I don't know. It's just, that's just so exciting. It's so exciting as business grow. I'm Jason Cass and we're going to help you think differently change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. Hey, 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 loyal listeners. Welcome to another episode of Agents Influence Podcast with Jason Cass here and the CEO, Jennifer Carroll of Varuna, live from AI Podcast Studios. No, I know. I've never done one that way, and I thought that that would make it more electric, Jennifer. So, Jennifer, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Jennifer, before I go on, because everybody Mm -hmm. wants to know um, about you, before I do, I want to remind people about AI Mastermind. Please go out to AI Mastermind. At this time of COVID, it's where you need to be meeting. We're getting an influx of people who are coming in. They're loving it. They're new agents. The average agency in our in our mastermind is a million and a half to two and a half million. We've got the data on them. Uh, we have some agencies that are six, 10 million in revenue is what we're talking about. Not premium, all you loyal listeners out there. We're talking revenue. And the number one agent in our mastermind which I, I encourage people to try and beat this. He has $152 million in revenue, and he has $1.3 billion in premium. And Jennifer's wow. thinking, could you introduce me to this person? <laughs> <laughs> so no, um, but it's, uh, it's, it's in there. So these are the type of people that are in there. You need to join us in there at AI Mastermind. We have people like Varuna, which sponsor us, help us put on awesome events, help us bring in speakers. We brought in Chris Paradiso yesterday. He killed it. We put on Brain Show next, our Brain Show, Brain Share next, <laughs> uh, next October. So AI Mastermind, find us. Go to Insurance Agency Intelligence. Click on the top right. You see Mastermind. We give you pictures and names of everybody who's in there so you can see it already, okay? Check it out at AI Mastermind. Um, It's not AIMastermind.com, but it's InsuranceAgencyIntelligence.com. Jennifer Carroll, CEO of Varuna. I have been waiting and waiting (laughs) for this podcast since you and I originally talked back in May, June, some, sometime in there, right? 10 years ago. <laughs> it seems like in this industry, sometimes it is. That's the truth, especially yeah. with you. So um, this is this right now is the first time the industry is really getting to know you. And I mean, you've been out there in other forums, but when I'm talking about having the ear of the agency owner to having 30,000 agents, we're not talking about the 400,000 and we're talking about the big crop. We're talking about the movers and shakers today, the ones who are transforming the industry, the people, the agents today that are making decisions and making the shifts. There's going to be a lot more of them in 10 years. And so I'm, I'm really excited that you came on here. And it just shows because I talk to a lot of CEOs that won't come on. So kudos to you. I really do. <laughs> Jennifer, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm, I'm really excited. We're going to dive into some stuff. Um, they, they're going to know that I'm probably going to have uh, more because of my love affair with your product. <laughs> I promise I won't be too nice to her, loyal <laughs> listeners. I'm still going to ask her the questions, but uh, I do use the product and I'm very happy with it. 
Before we get there, are you an iPhone or are you a Droid user? I have an Android. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Boom! Loyal listeners know you are one of the great 20% of, oh, wow, I wasn't expecting that. I thought for sure you were going to say iPhone. Well, I've worked in the tech industry for the last 10 plus years, and I've been one of those people that have been like you early adopters. So when like new stuff came out, even if it didn't work, I would be like, I want to try that. Like, I remember when like Google Wave was a thing and I was like, wait, how do I get an invite? Yeah, like, it died, it died in like three months. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, I would Wave, always try stuff like that. that. Yeah. So I had like, I had, I was on G Suite as an alternative to Microsoft Outlook, you know. Really, way before it really worked well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I love it. That's awesome. That is that is so good. What's the last app you downloaded? Ooh, that's a good question. Ooh, that's a hard. That's a really hard question. Mostly hard because question. mostly because I have a ten year old, so she has like watched me do my swiping pattern enough that she now knows it and like goes mm -hmm. on there and I have random little games that I'm like, what is this? And it's like downloaded oh, to my. So she's downloading. She's downloading apps to my phone. She's like, "Mom, you need this in your life." I'm like, "I don't. I don't need this game in my no, life." But thank no. you. I will say a lot of um, a lot of connected device stuff. So, in my house, I've been um, putting in like smart lights and like my. Um, I had some yard work I was working on, and so we had to install a new sprinkler system. And so now we use. Um, Ratio or Ratio, this the kind of hottest new like sprinkler system, mm -hmm. and it has a wonderful app. So in Texas, because um, I'm from Austin, um, you know, you may have heard it's a little hot and dry, so it becomes <laughs> a, a little becomes a necessity to keep things alive in your yard to have like a, an aggressive plan for how to keep them alive. And and this the sprinkler app good. absolutely saves me. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and you know the the IoT of things has got me as well. So we've really mm -hmm. I've been tried to stay a Google house because the Androids ever. Everybody in my house has them. Mm -hmm. And um, I had Steve Moore from Lightspeed Voice tell me the other day, he said, dude, if you're having any connection to uh, connectivity problems in your house, go get Google um, Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking, why do I need this? You know, but oh my gosh, it just, oh my gosh, it's so funny. I said Google and so my phone's talking to me. <laughs> like, do you so need something? <laughs> I was like, I was like, what is, what is it doing? But anyway, sorry about that. No worries. Um, but it does, and it it does. You just set it up, and it like just works. And now my signal mm -hmm. is strong. So just FYI in that, because we've been adding a lot of cameras and stuff. I have a mm -hmm. fifteen year old son who likes to go outside after when he's supposed to be sleeping. Mm -hmm. So I uh, so we had a, a lockdown on that. But um, <laughs> but yeah, that's the last app I downloaded is putting all my Nest things because I'm trying mm -hmm. to Google Nest because of that. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. So okay. Now that we geeked out on that, thank you very much. Uh, we can tell that you are the CEO of a tech company. Okay. So anyways, um, uh, the next question is, do you love to win or do you hate to lose? <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Mm -hmm. I love to win. You love to win? Any reason why? If you want wonderful things to happen in the world, you have to have a positive attitude about it. And so positivity breathes positivity. Um, and if you want to get people motivated and working on things, then you have to give them something to reach for and work for. Um, it takes a lot longer and it's a lot slower. But if you want people to change their attitudes and, and adopt change successfully, they need to be motivated. And while fear is fun and strong and temporary, if you really want change to exist long-term, you need to get, motiv get people motivated for um, a positive long-term change for something they want, right? They really want to reach I, for. I think people forget that fear is temporary, Yeah. right? And yeah. fear is almost made up. 
it's biological and there's a reason it's there, right? And it's, it's meant to be temporary, right? So if you want long-term positive change, you need to dig deep. You need to, you need to help people rationalize where to go, right? Directionally. And then you need to get them motivated based on something that's going to deep from their stomach where they want to be. So Mm -hmm. we're trying to win positively by motivating people to make the world a better place and change, you know, change for the better for the future. And that's that's how we look at things at Varuna too. When we think about like where we want to be, we're really looking at like 10, 15 years out, you know, Mm. about our planning. Mm, and that is so tough also, you know what I mean? You really have to get, you almost have to get really abstract almost like, like mm-hmm. this is, this is a little bit different. Two things in life on AI podcast, we say lead you to where you are today. One is skill. One is luck. If you had to say <laughs> your life, which would you say has probably been a bigger influence in your life? <laughs> skill. For Shizzle, you, you came right out. Uh, I've, uh, I'm lucky and fortunate that there have been a lot of people in my life who have said, that's a crazy idea, or you don't know what you're talking about, or we don't want women to be here. Um, And when one door closes, um, a window opens. And so because of that, I've changed opportunities so many times in a really positive way that it's gotten me where I am today, right? I, I, you know, I just turned 40. And so I don't think there's a lot of people that have done the number of things that I've done in a wide variety of ways to be able to put me in exactly the right position for this today, right? So I've been Mm -hmm. working with tech startups for the last 10 years. I don't come from the insurance industry, but I also happen to be a licensed attorney. So I understand and love contracts a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So I totally get it. And I totally get what it's like to be a a small business firm owner. I I own and ran my own firm for several years. So I know what it's like to sell yourselves as a professional, you know, to give advice to people, to get things done and transactions, you know, closed and stuff like that. And there's been so many different things, right, that I've done. I've I've been in-house counsel for for large tech companies and I've worked with small tech companies getting started and I've worked with small business owners, right? And I've worked with people that brick and mortar stores and people that are completely online and all of those things have brought me to where we're at today to help me run a tech startup, which we are first and foremost. But, you know, you really, you ha- you can't be tone deaf. You have to absolutely understand and be where your customers are um, in order to mm-hmm. really understand their business needs to continue to grow in the right direction. And I'm just so fortunate in that sense, but trust me, um, if I hadn't worked my ass off, none of those things would have happened. And that's skill. No, that's skill. You're right. You're right. You filled the pot full enough skill, you know, mm-hmm. the, the kettle that ever that you're going to get lucky eventually. Right. Because when the opportunity comes so along, hard. you can take it. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, so you go told us a little bit about you. So why don't you start maybe right around college, two to three minutes, bring <laughs> us forward to where you are? Because you do have, I mean, were you always wanting to be a lawyer? How did you get in there? Then how did this come into a tech and get where you are now? No, no. I went to school for chemical engineering. So it makes natural sense what I'm doing right now. Um, I have I have a degree in biology and chemistry. Those are my undergraduate degrees. And then I sort of got lost somewhere. Um, I went to, I did a brief stint as a, a pharmacy student. I was working on my PhD PharmD for a while. Oh my um, goodness. That didn't seem to work out. I didn't like that. So I, I left, I went back, I decided to get my law degree, 
which I was thinking about either becoming like a patent attorney or maybe like a judge. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And then I ended up, you know, law school's only three years. So I finished that <laughs> and I started working with a corporate law firm and I started working with businesses years and, this is years, and years ago. Um, and uh, so I worked with a small firm there. I started getting into tech a little bit. Um, and this is up in Cleveland. I'm actually from Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, wow. Okay. And I was with, we were working on that with the tech startup and it was kind of like a hot thing. This is what, 10 plus years ago. And our little tech startup that I was working with, we won this little contest and we decided we were going to give it a go. So we packed up all our shit and we moved, you know, 22,000 miles to Austin, Texas, right? Where there's mm -hmm. capital for that sort of thing and talent for that sort of thing. And because um, sight unseen, we hadn't, I had never been to Austin before when we packed up all our stuff when we moved down here. Wow. And, um, and then what we What was the reason for Austin? What was the reasons for Austin? One of our co-founders had been like, was from okay. Austin, okay. right? So, I mean, yeah, I mean, Silicon Valley is really attractive, right? But the cost of living is very high and the cost to higher development help is very, very high, right? Um, even though there is more money there. So we decided to give it a go in Austin and um, which is kind of like, you know, people sometimes call it Silicon Hills or, no, you they know, do, they do. Yeah. I hear a lot of people are out in Mountain View or they're in Austin. A lot There's of, a lot of talent hippo, hippo is there. Yep. We were out there That's seeing right. them last year. Yep. That's mm -hmm. exactly right. There's a lot of insured tech startups in Austin. Mm -hmm. So um, I moved down there and, um, you know, that, so my first startup attempt, um, that totally failed flat. I mean, we had no idea. We didn't know what we didn't know. And, you know, I, but, you know, again, I, 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 only, so it was great because I, I had my law degree to fall back on. <laughs> and um, we're so, right? That's great. Still earn food, right? It's good. So, uh, I mean, but that was great. So I ended up working exclusively with tech startups. So I worked at a really big firm. I worked, I did some in like consulting and it, I worked in-house at a, at a tech company. And then I, um, I started my own law practice and I worked exclusively with tech startups all around Austin actually really actually the globe um for several years until in fact one of them one of my more strategic consulting unless as a lawyer um engagements was with varuna and that's how i met the team and the board and they were needing somebody i mean i think they were mm -hmm. looking into that transaction so it only made sense wow what a, what a grab they got so loyal <laughs> listeners you can already tell I mean, seriously, like your your background is vast. Uh, you're exactly what I encourage my kids to do. I don't care what you do. Just try something, right? Yeah. And you're going to know what you like and what you don't. You know, and I tell my one my one son, he's 21. I said, you never want to be a quitter. But if you do something right now that you try and you don't like, quit. Leave. Be like, hey, yeah. I don't like this job. I mean, that's no, what you're supposed to do. Don't be miserable. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's what you're supposed to do when you're 21. Yeah. And if you're working right. for my business, I don't want you working for me if you're miserable. So yeah, this is so good. I That was a history you and I, whenever we talk, we barely have time and we're always talking business. So yeah. this was really, really good to to, to hear you and that move. So when you moved from Cleveland to there, um, were you already, excuse me, um, are you married? I, I, did, I didn't ask that question. I'm not. Okay. And so when, when did you, how long ago was it that you moved to Austin? About 10 years ago now is what, 2010, 2011? It's been a while. <laughs> wow. Fantastic. I mean, and so, and so where do you see today? I mean, it, it, am I correct that Varuna is headquartered out of somewhere? We have a, yeah, we have a corporate office and it's in Hopkinton, Massachusetts, which is outside of Boston. Okay. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. And I actually, just in my head, had assumed <clears throat> that you had went back there, but you're saying you're still in Austin. Well, I started off in Boston and then the pandemic hit and then <laughs> we all had to like <laughs> shelter okay. in place. Makes L sense. Literally the shelter in place order went into place when I was in Austin, like with my daughter for spring break. So I was like, oh I God. guess I'm staying here. 
Yeah, you're not going back. That's not, a truth. Totally. <laughs> and how long have you been with Varun? It's been about a year, right? Yeah, but, uh, almost a year, um, January. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. And and what was amazing is is when we I heard your name, there was a couple agents who were already kind of in the tech space who had kind mm-hmm. of reached out to me and said, hey, this is somebody, uh, one of the people, which we'll keep quiet, obviously, for confidentiality, said uh, she's actually uh, does uh, is a, one of my lawyers, you know, and so that was really good. And then then I trust that person a lot. And for them to give the, uh, the the talk about you like they did um, had very, very few things bad to say. Now, those bad things were overwhelming, I have to admit. <laughs> but, no, I'm joking. Well, joking no. So Varuna has come about, right? Let's talk about Varuna. Let's talk about the, the your baby, right? Your, right? your thing that you are moving up. We know the high points. It's on Salesforce, right? We right. know the high points. We saw the USAA um, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, partnership, which mm-hmm. is and freaking fantastic. I was so proud of you when I saw that. I sent you an email immediately. Yeah, I that. That and great. I was like, girlfriend, come on. You know, <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. it was a big deal for the industry. You know, it was a big deal. I mean, USAA is kind of a captive in a way. You know yeah, what I mean? They do yeah. their own thing. But for you to be able to grab hold of that space showed that a lot of times it's hard for companies to, to see on both sides of the fence and be successful there. How did this come about? Do you, any details you're excited about it? Anything you want to tell us that you found out? Yeah. Since- yeah. The, um, so it was, it was an RFP process. It was a formal RFP process to just existing agencies. Or oh, wow. um, they did reach out to us because USA is a big Salesforce shop. And so they wanted to examine our capabilities. Um, and quite frankly, when we first got started, um, my team was like, are we ready for this? Like, do we even want to give it a try? And I was like, you know what? Even if they don't pick us, right, which is quite possible because of our size, like, I think us just going through this process with my entire team will be really helpful exercise Very good for point. the next one that comes along. You know, mm. we're not going to regret the time and energy we spend on talking to these times of cu- kinds of customers and listening to their demands. And then, and then we won the deal. And I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, here we go. <laughs> like, let's, let's do this. Oh, yeah, right? we were expecting this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, I guess. Yeah. But, but the great thing is we have, we have an amazing team, right? They, so we just hired um, a head of product this, this year earlier, not even thinking about USAA, but he's amazing. He's been in the B2B software space for many, many years. He's taken companies through, you know, ideation to exit like three times, right? So he's very mature. He brings a lot of experience to the table and he's a nice grounding source for my team, right? So we're really maturing. So he's been driving a lot of change internally on our product and engineering side, right? Because the state of our company, that's exactly where we are. So like we're currently in the process of raising money and the bulk of that money is going to go towards R&D, like the bulk bulk of it. Don't Mm -hmm. tell the rest of my employees who are all like, great, we're going to hire 10 more people in my department. I'm like, well, depends what part when you're in, right? It's all going to go for product engineering. Yeah. So, um, so he's, so that was kind of a setup for that. So that's really helped that side of the house get ready for some of the things that we're doing specifically to try to help USA achieve their goals of really modernizing their process. Right. And I love seeing them get excited about like them realizing that like, if you want to change something, if you want to add a field to a page to like collect an additional piece of data, or if they want to make a workflow, something like automates, they can just, they can just do it themselves. And they're like, (gasps) edit page, page, drag, drop name. Uh, There you go. Yeah, exactly. I mean, of course they have a very formal change process. Nobody, I can, understand. not everybody can do this and, you know, but they go through that process and it's totally available there and they, right. and they're free to tr- test it out and try it out. And, you know, I, it's just, it's, that's the exciting part, right? That's what I love seeing some of our customers 
you know, actually customize it and configure it for their exact business needs because not every agency or MGA or <laughs> carrier agency or, right? There's all these different, mm -hmm. you know, vehicles out there in the industry um, are able to make something that works for them. And that's, that's really cool. There's this thing out there and I'm going to, the, the guys are going to just kill me about it. It's called like, um, lead wings or something like that. I don't expect anybody to know this. And I'm just saying this because it goes back to what we're saying. We're going as the neon group, we're going over our forms and everything that we're wanting to do. And Jeff, um, Jeff uh, Roy comes in and says, hey, because he's an expert on lead forms. And he was like, when we're building this, we got to have a spot for this lead thing. And what it does is it is it analyzes not only the person that's coming from the lead, but this lead in a core uh, with other things, right? And it was like, it was unbelievable for when we all agreed, we're like, yeah, we do need to add that to the form. And it was like, blip, blip, blip. and we have like a Salesforce person on the thing screen with us doing this. <laughs> and it was like, you know, six minutes later, after we're already yeah. on something else, yeah. he comes back, he's like, is this what you wanted? Is this where you want it? We're like, actually, no, we want it moved down, you know? Yeah. And, and, it, and it's not so much that it was a form outside, it was a lead flow that we're building inside of the Veruna platform, you know? And it was like, you couldn't do that before, you know? First yeah. of all, I had to build a form outside right. of my management system and then try to somehow get that sucker to connect. And most of the time it wouldn't, so it's called a VA. We call that manual automation, you know? Um, I'm tired of manual automation. It costs yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, you make a really great point, Jason. I mean, one of the things, you know, we, of course, you know, Salesforce is great about saying, hey, we're the number one CRM in the world, right? And people understand what a CRM is and they get that. But Salesforce is also a platform. Like it's a mm -hmm. platform for non-code development. And for people that understand that, there are some really interesting possibilities for improving the way they do business, the way they help their team get stuff done, the way they help get things cleaner and better. You know, if they if, they, if there's a goal of one agency to maybe really improve the quality of their um their underwriting uh, ability to get better uh, underwriting into their carriers, right? Like because maybe mm -hmm. they've been historically a little sloppy and they could be a little better at that. They really want to get better. There's things they can set up to require that data to go into Veruna so that when they send in the submissions, right, they're including all that information up front or they're really tracking it. Like that's an opportunity. Like they can do that, right? And, right. and it doesn't involve a third-party developer necessarily to do no. it if, if they are, want to take the time to figure it out. And there are millions of people on Salesforce who have taken the time to figure this out, right? Like it's there, there's lots of people that have done it, right? Salesforce makes it very easy to learn about basic um, manipulation of the platform in order to customize their, what they need. So we've seen, we've just seen some really cool stuff, stuff that I'm like, whoa, like just utilizing like workflow or process builder in ways that they're, they're making their team conform to certain standards. And it's improving not only the quality of what they're submitting, but the backend data analytics, right? So if they want to mm -hmm. report something, they're thinking, I really want to report on this. Then they're adding a field or they're they're putting in a calculation, a calculated field, and then they're able to report on it. And they're making cool dashboards where they can easily see all their producers all lined Correct. up, the quality of what's closing versus like who's got the most in the pipeline and the size of those deals. So when they open up their Veruna homepage, right, they can be at a glance. And, and that's just cool, right? And we talk about motivating people in a positive way. You now have the ability to create these dashboards to motivate people to drive towards that, right? Yes. Whether it's yes. quality or whether it's volume, whether it's retaining your customers or whether it's trying to get new customers on board. I, I don't know. It's just, that's just so exciting. It's so exciting no. as businesses grow. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. 
Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. It's stupid exciting. I mean, it's it really truly is. And and and, and we think about how limited we are right now. We're talking with a company called Donna that takes uh, recorded phone calls. Mm-hmm. They can analyze those, pull the mm-hmm. behavior out of those, analyze it through our system. Yeah. The guy told me. He said it's so tough to do. He said with Varuna on Salesforce, you own your data. I can have access to it easily. You have it categorized better. It's just cleaner and structured to where we can create that. And he said to this, he said, the one difference I can give with you, Jason, is I can actually give you actual intelligence that you could actually change your forms or change the way your layout is. Everybody else is like, okay, I have this actual intelligence. Now, what do I do to make that work? And when you're talking about CRM systems, it just blows my mind. I hear so many agents say, what's the best CRM out there? And they'll talk Mm -hmm. about this company called like pipe drive or active campaign, which I used to use before I came over here, which is are great CRMs, but they're not insurance CRMs. So you have to, you have to manipulate them, which means anytime you manipulate it, you run a report, it's not accurate. And Mm. and it's like, it's very, very frustrating. And it's like, here's this thing. That's the number one CRM in the world. And it's insurance eyes. And people will be like, eh, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not exactly <laughs> sure about that. It's like, okay, whatever. It's not like you have nobodies on it. I mean, me, That's Seth right. Zaremba, Cookie, and many other people. Oh, Cookie, Christopher Cook, sorry. Yeah. We're, 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 we're all on it. We're all running our agencies, multi-million dollar agencies. I mean, um, the thing about it is we don't think that it's perfect. And so we've created our own work group to make it our own. Yeah. Boo, 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 boo. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. For the average agency, I'm going to say for 80% of them out there, Varuni, you can start up, you can use, and you can roll. Mm-hmm. 100% of them can do that. But there's 20% that say, wait a minute, I went to Salesforce because I not wanted the CRM and other things. I want to be able to make this thing my own. I want my accountants to look differently than what my my sales my mm-hmm. salespeople is going to look like, right? Yeah, that's right. These are all options, it's Jennifer, all that no one, no one yeah. else has. That's right. That's right. I want to like, I'm like, th- as I think through like 2021 and what we're going to work on and we do have some exciting stuff coming for 2021, I, even just like little things, like think about the power of being able to customize your particular page. Let's say you write a lot of personal lines and like you just do a lot of maybe like autos really your thing, but you also do like all their recreational vehicles. And like you really create a lot of like really deep relationships because of maybe your location, like it's kind of remote and there aren't a lot of, there's a, you know, there's the there's the direct to consumer competition, but otherwise there aren't a lot of agencies, right? Maybe you really want to focus on that. So, I mean, I love to see people do things like build out their system to include things that really matter to them. Like, you know, what is the Smith's favorite food to get at Thanksgiving? And they're tracking that it's, you know, it's actually cranberry pie. Like that's their favorite thing. And you're like, mm-hmm. what's that? you know, they're tracking that and they're tracking like, you know, names of their kids and their dog's names and their birth dates. And they're sending personalized notes and they're inviting them to local events on, on their dime, right. As part of a way to solidify that relationship. And that's all possible 
in Varuna because you can just add those fields and make it required and put them in there and you can report on it and you can send mailing campaigns based on it. I, you know, I love to see people own their businesses like that. I mean, as you know, when I ran a law firm, right, we, we had these, it was crazy, right? We had the, our own CRM, right. But we, we'd look at our clients and look at mm-hmm. what they're, you know, what are, the, what do they care about? What is their focus? What's their favorite foods? Do they prefer wine or do they prefer cookies? Right. And you try to think of ways to get them that to just solidify that relationship and say, Hey, I really appreciate your business. Like I really yeah. appreciate you putting your trust in me. And that's, you know, that's absolutely as true as it is for insurance agents as it is for other companies. And and other systems don't give you quite that flexibility. <laughs> no, it's a totally different thing for me in the last five months. Like I see a, I'll see a, a, a product. I'll be like, hey, I don't know. I think that could be working really well. And then I just go through to their integrations. It says mm-hmm. Salesforce. I'm like, oh, okay. Yep. I could possibly <laughs> use that if I need to in the future. Yep. That's right. Uh, uh, Jennifer. <laughs> 32,000 agencies out there, let's just say, 31,000 of them don't have that option. You know what I mean? They're yeah. not able to think that. And I don't I don't know exactly what your number count is, but what I'm just saying, they're not yeah. able to think that. There's such in a restricted form that this is how it's always been. Um, it, it'll come to fruition. People are tired of hearing me talk about it. They're tired <laughs> of hearing Seth Zaremba talk about it. So something that Seth Zaremba did, which I thought was really interesting, is he um, would take uh, trucking and he found out, he went to his producers and said, let's discover what the number one trucking prospect looks out there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was a 35 to 45 or 48-year-old man, whatever it was. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. It was uh, someone who loves Harley Davidson, someone who loves America, uh, someone who loves the the flag, wears it proudly. You know, I'm, they, they this, this, is, this is who it is. These guys have been doing it for like over 20 years, this guy's and, and gals that he has in his office. Mm-hmm. And then they put the information inside of Runa. They run it through Einstein. They do all their stuff that they do running it through AI. And this AI goes out to the website over a million different points and goes to different forums and starts reading what's going out on the trucking forums and all this stuff. And it comes back in. I don't know if it's a day later or a week later, whatever. And it says, hey, here's what the prospect looks like to us that you need to be marketing to. It's a 25 to 36-year-old woman. She's online studying about heart disease and uh, veins that are cl- um, clots in the, in, the bre- in, the, in, the, in the legs from sitting mm-hmm. too long. Sitting. Mm-hmm. And what they found out was is the trucker is not the one who's doing the searching. It's the wife or the assistant who's sitting mm-hmm. next to them who's, who's concerned about their husband's or their partner's health. Mm-hmm. Right. They're, they're concerned about that. They're searching for different things in the forums. Come to find out. So what they did is, is they put them together and they did a, a, week, a year contest with they let these producers do what they were doing and market them that way and then use the system to do it that way. I, I can't say the number, but it, I don't because I'd be lying, but it was literally three times the amount of premium. It was three times the amount of premium that the system ran better as far as qualified prospects than the agents who had over 20 years experience doing it. That's being done today. Yeah. This is it. Like agents listening to this right now, Jennifer, they're thinking, oh, that's like three, five years. It's being done today. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, it was done in 2019 and 2020 is when actually he did that. And so, man- I hope people get that, Jennifer. I mean, and, and so many systems are limiting to that. 
What well, do you say? I, yeah, I was like, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts like yours and I read a lot of magazines and I, you know, want to stay tuned into the industry and you hear the word data analytics over and over and over again, data analytics, data analytics. Mm -hmm. I'm realizing there's no meat on the bone. So a lot of people are just like throwing, slinging that word around. But as someone who is literally a scientist, like I love data, right? But data, data, you know, it's garbage in, garbage out. That rule is true, you it know, is. all it day is. long. So that means as a leader of your organization, you need to be thinking about how do you get the right data that's scientifically gathered, isn't someone's opinion, into your system in a way that's uniform that you can test against, right? Mm -hmm. It's been mm -hmm. proper testing and you you have to you know, limit your variables to one testing variable at a time. And that's hard to do in the real world, right? It's easy to do in a mm -hmm. lab, it's hard to do in the real world, right? You need to architect your system to allow you to do, make that kind of data analytics, which is totally available. Mm -hmm. So you can make actionable insights, right? And I know there are products out there that that do that. And they're absolutely very, very interesting. Um, Varuna has a different approach to that. Right. So we're not like, hey, we're going to analyze all your stuff and just tell you how to run your business. Mm -hmm. We're like, actually, this is a little harder. Right. And let me be frank. Let me be upfront. This is a little harder. Right. I'm not just going to be like, here you go. Here's a production report. Make some right. big decisions. No, what you should do is take a look at what matters to your business, what data is actually correlated to your assumptions, like to your point yeah. here, right? You're, mm -hmm. You should test your assumptions, which means you need to gather the data that's relevant to that and adjust it one at a time. You should do A-B testing, which is an example you just gave, right? Which mm -hmm. is let's let them test this assumption versus something else, right? To see, you know, what results come out of that and then tweak it and continue to move forward. Um, and I know for a lot of business folks that may seem silly or dumb or whatever, but I, with my oh. background, I just, I, I can't, I can't actually think, I don't think any other way. And that's how we, we approach at Varuna too. We have a, a rel relatively scientific approach going forward about how we're going to um, develop our product and, and just determine what's going to be up and running and available. But it's, it's all about the data, right? So if you make it a concerted effort to think, all right, here's exactly what I want to capture. It's going to be this, it's going to be, it's not going to be free text. It's going to be either a date or a dollar amount or a, from a pick list. And then you can report on that and you can start to say, all right, you guys try this, you guys try this. Let's see what makes a difference in our, right. numbers, in our bottom line and our efficiency in, in retaining our customers and the quality of the customers we retain. Right. You know, you said something, yes. And you said something that's very, um, it's got my brain thinking because you said that when we talk about data and data and data, there's not a lot of meat on that bone. There's not a lot of a, a, a substance behind that. Like, what are we doing? And as you said, it starts with your agency. But then there's also that other side, right, is that I do have this data and now what do I do what with do it, with right? It. So, right, what do I do with it? And, 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 and that is the issue. And can I do anything with it? And I think, Jennifer, um, I just – I think that like – I think the way that you, the way I hear you think is so great because in a way this becomes an expectation or it's just available. As I said before, Jennifer, 31,000 agencies out there are not able to do this stuff with their data. Now, maybe if you're like some hundred person conglomerate, you have your own IT part, you know, you bring in your yeah. own data analytics company. I get that. But 70% of the agencies out there are anywhere between seven to 10 people or below, you know? So we have to think about, you know, how that's, um, 
how that's going to affect. So the reason I say that is, is I think that Varuna is in the catbird seat. How do we know that? Because the other management systems now are bragging about their connections with Salesforce. And, <laughs> and, you know, and it was two or three years ago that those people, and then they're not even giving you real connections. I mean, and, and that's the, that's the important part, Jennifer, you don't have to say it. I will, but they don't really, they don't really give you real true connections because it has to do with, and this is so important. This is so important. People are going to listen to what other companies are coming out with. And they're going to say, Oh, see, they're letting, they're giving me the analytics and they're going to tell me about that stuff. No, they're not. No, they're not. There's a difference. I own my data in my Salesforce org that I use with Varuna. Mm-hmm. I can use that data to my own advantage. I can sell that data upon legal matters, right? In the in the in the confines of what we're allowed to do. Mm-hmm. I can sell that data. I can manipulate that data. With all the other management systems out there, Jennifer, I don't know if you mm-hmm. they would literally have to redo every one of their contracts to be able to have the same flexibility with their data that it would with mine. And I think that that everybody hears Cass Coffin talk about the great separator. That's the great separator. It's just not being able to utilize your data. It's utilizing the data you want to use it for. And that's what you just said a minute ago is it's how is that data going to be effective to you? And I think you're going to find confines in some of these others. And they're not going to allow, as you use the word that I love to use, correlate the two as to how they're going to make it work. So you don't have to agree or disagree. I wanted to go off on my rant because there's, that's a separation that loyal listeners need to, that they need to look, that they need to know about. There is a difference between when we're looking at what some of these other systems are doing and who Varuna truly is. And uh, it's not a mesh of Salesforce. It's Varuna's awesomeness on top of Salesforce. Oh, thank you. No, it is. (laughs) <laughs> we continue to try to make it more extensible, right? So as we think about our product build for 2021 and beyond, um, we are trying to make it in a way that there's the out-of-the-box functionality, but at the same time, there's almost like a level that allows people to configure it for what they need. So going mm-hmm. back to Seth's example, right? If he really wants to expand out some of his pages relating to things that are very particular to trucking, like maybe there's additional information, he really wants to maybe start capturing all fleet information right there mm-hmm. because he needs the data for that, right? Maybe he really wants to do that or he wants to start building a connector where it's talking to a customer portal where his trucking company can come and they can, I don't know, do things like add drivers or remove drivers or- ID cards or yeah, right? he can, and he wants to house that in Varuna, he'll be able to house it. So as we think about our product moving forward, we think about what kind of baseline things can we build in that would allow folks that have niche agencies like that or whatever they do mm-hmm. to have something that's supported there. So there's even less amount of work that they have to build a new page or an object or a component. There's actually something baseline there that to your point about dragging and dropping, maybe Mm -hmm. makes it a little easier. Maybe there's a few more plugs that are available. So we think about that as we build the product, because again, it goes back to the data, right? If it's housed there and that, and it's in a reportable field, they'll be able to grab that, look at it and do some analytics on top of it. Love it. I love it. So tell us a little bit, where do you, a wild, give me one wild idea that you could be completely wrong with that with your tech background, you could see something possibly happening in 10 to 15 years 
that you think it's something that you're looking at on the horizon, right? Like saying something crazy, like we're going to have no um, uh, car engines in 2040, but specific to insurance and management. Sure. Um, well, so there is one thing that people keep telling me I'm crazy about. Okay, come coming, on. Coming into this, <laughs> maybe this is a little dangerous. Coming into this, like I'm going to laugh about this in like five or six years, Jason, you and I are going to get together and be like, remember that one time you were on that podcast and you said this? <laughs> like, oh, I remember. It's okay, these are the funnest. <laughs> So um, I came into this and I was like, I don't understand why are all these like third parties that have to like, we have to go through to get stuff done. I was like, they're, the agents are entering the data into the agency management system. And then it's at the end of the day, it goes to a carrier to write it and it comes back. Why don't we just talk to the carriers directly? Does someone explain this to me? Why we are going through all these third parties to do this? I can just talk to them directly because it's just data. So anyway, everybody's like, well, everybody's got their own thing and they have their own data standards. And I'm like, yeah, but technology today solves for that. It All does. It's an engine that will translate that and move it where it needs to go. And quite frankly, everyone's moving to customer portals. So like I need something to, I need an abstraction, uh, abstraction layer to talk, to do that anyway, effectively. Right, because there are limitations within Salesforce for the amount of data that you can house and how fast mm -hmm. that moves. So we can help that by simply talking directly to the carriers. Yeah. So yeah, and and they they say well they all talk differently as you're saying, and then the management systems. But there's got to be some adapter, right? Yeah. Hey, if we if we if we take an information from company A, B, C, or D, blah, 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 we're going to create an adapter that makes sure that you know, that, that, that is there. So when that information comes in, it almost adapts it in a way, in a simplistic form. Yeah. Ivan's is the adapter now, right? right? It's the translator that right. then sends it back out. So why can't we fill the, in 1995, we needed right. to they have one. Out. Right, exactly. Why can't we all have our own? And right. I, I lead you, and I'm going to tell you this right now. <laughs> you just, you just became friends with 74% of all insurance agencies owners out there. And we're giving you high fives because a lot of that limitation we have does have to do with the highway we have, right? If if you can only get it that way, that's the way you're getting it is through Ivan's. Well, quite frankly, especially for those that do personal lines, this is certainly different than commercial lines. I mean, you guys have a real risk out there, right? These direct to consumers, mm -hmm. these carriers are going direct to consumers because they're offering their insureds like instantaneous, like, you know, experiences on their mobile devices. You guys have to fight back and show them how you can help them shop for the best coverage, for the best price, for what their family needs, you know, short-term, long-term, help them when it comes to questions on claims, right? And, and you need to be right in the middle there and you need to be, you need to be offering that value. So you need to eliminate all this other, this, Cludge, right? That you have to go out and use these third-party systems to, you know, do yeah. you know, enter all this mm -hmm. data and blah blah. And like, and then when it comes to commercial lines, right? Like, I'm envisioning um, something that makes it really easy. So you guys are collaboratively working in an online environment, um, gathering the data that's necessary to present the customers best you can to the various carriers for underwriting, right? You really, I mean, how how often, even ourselves as a company, how often are we just thrown into some bucket? Like, oh, mm -hmm. you need some like, you know, insurance or, oh, you need some professional liability. I'm like, do you even know what my business does? Do you even know what my risks are? They're like, we'll have this like data privacy rider. I'm like, yeah, but all our data is in Salesforce. So that should be like a lower risk. I'm like, do you even care? Yeah, do you right? even care? 
Like, it's like everything's so vanilla. It's so yeah, because they don't have the technology yet to get through that and striate where it was appropriate. But if we can house that effectively and efficiently, that will change the game and make agents continue to be so 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 relevant and important and valuable and it will improve your commission rates right because carriers will have no choice but to utilize those that are experts in those fields to get the best risks right so let me ask you this question uh and then we're going to wrap it up the last question which is a simple one is i heard somebody told me this yesterday which i thought was interesting <laughs> is they told me that one of the focuses on varuna going forward is the um is a uh, concentration on many areas but one of them being commercial and it, they told me and i want to know if this yeah. is true is that was being pushed by ussa or uh, usaa sorry me that that was one of their contingencies is hey we want to be able to see more commercial now that surprised me because i didn't really know they did commercial is that is that hogwash well it is true that we're building out our commercial lines capabilities for what's actually housed and a reportable field in Varuna. So going back to okay. the data and the data analytics, right? Um, but this comes from kind of, I mean, I'll take a little credit for me coming in and being like, why is this not more built out, you guys? Like, let's let's be honest. Like, we're going to talk about where the money's at, some commercial lines premiums. I mean, come on. Right. Right. Exactly. I'm like, how can you not, you know, and they're like, yeah, yeah, we know we've just been so busy, like getting table stakes in place. And I'm like, all right, well, next up is building out the commercial lines. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. So before even USAID was a gotcha. you know, gleam in our eye, we had already started the work and the Good. team had already started the work. That wasn't just me, right? They always knew this, like my existing product owners were like, yeah, you know, we have so much stuff on, on the backlog and this is stuff that we've been working on, but there's been an actual push to do this. So we're, we're currently in the process of building out the front end and back end to really fully robustly support um, all mm. more commercial lines of what we, we coverages that we currently have. We're, we're improving our coverages model. We're really building out. We're starting an order. We're kind of doing, I think it's a property in the Marine crime package. And then that will be, there will be just this robustness to Varuna that should mm -hmm. handle all of that in a really organized, extensible fashion. We do commercial. That's our main thing. We use Varuna. So anybody who sits there and says, oh, it doesn't have the commercial built out. Uh, you know, it's a startup. So yeah. it may not be just a trick pony sexy like some of the others, but we only use 10% of what we normally have anyways. So if you use Salesforce, you use more. So you did say that you are building out commercial, which is really good. Um, mm -hmm. So now, um, and that makes sense, right? The agencies yeah. that write commercial, user are going to be, when you're trying to look at me, I, I brag on writing whales. That's what I look for as big yeah. clients. It just only makes business sense sometimes you got to have that mixture yeah you have an so good, good for you jennifer i know you got to go because uh, you're very very busy and we got about a couple minutes just so you loyal listeners know it is november 13th that we are recording this i'm going to finalize this with two questions these are a little bit more personal let us know what you're doing because i know that leaders are readers and readers are leaders you're definitely a leader so what are you reading right now Ooh. um I have a couple books. I have actually a lot of books that are <laughs> in my Kindle that are behind. Um, one of the fun, the fun ones I'm reading is um, it's a change management book. It's called Change or Making the Switch. Making it's the, the title switch. of it, um, and it's about getting getting folks to 
make difficult changes, right? And maybe it's for our own organization, but it's also a little bit about the industry, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. How do we get people to really fully utilize the capabilities of just a different way of thinking, right? Because the systems that we have are quite legacy. It's a little different than other other tech industries, right? So yeah. I'm, in, I'm in the middle of that right now. It's actually really good. Um, I think it's by Chris Heath and Dan Heath. Okay. And, you know, sometimes it's important to know sometimes what you're watching. I like to say some people like to get their kicks on Netflix. Some people spend their time on Amazon, on uh, on Amazon Prime, excuse me. And some people like to watch a game show or two on Hulu. So what about you? What are you watching right now? Uh, I'm like, who's time to watch TV? No, we, we have Netflix. We have a Netflix account and I've had it for years. And, um, my daughter, right before you go to bed, don't you like go to like, gotta watch something or no. Yeah. My daughter drives, drives that show. Um, like I said, she's 10. So like currently we're making our way through the worst witch, which is like cute little like show about some like witch, I don't know, some witch's okay. academy or something. Yeah. She really likes it. But fun fact, she loved Parks and Recreation. So like I had never seen it and she basically like, wow. and she like loved it, loves it, loves it, loves it. And like we basically binge watched like all of Parks and Recreation. That's awesome. That's <laughs> I, awesome. I, it, was, it became like a really cute, like magical moment. Like sometimes like on the weekends, right? Like after dinner, we'd all like cuddle together on the couch and we'd... <laughs> Go through like seasons of parks and recreation. We love it. Now she's now she's like finding that like Leslie Note memes are like her favorite. And she's like 10. It's just so funny. Fantastic. Anything you want to say as you wrap up here, Jennifer? No, but thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. I'm so excited you guys are on the system and you're doing cool things with it, right? That's what gets us excited. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what makes yep. us do what we want to do. So thank you so much for for joining us, for working with us, for being mm-hmm. patient. As you said, we are a startup. So we're doing our best, right? I think some people mm-hmm. have some really high expectations. I'm like, Does, did your old agency management do that? I'm pretty sure it didn't. <laughs> Good point. Good point. I'm like, mm, I'm like, Give us time. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, hold on. I literally just started in January. Like, please give me a little more time. Jennifer, but, your you. your personality, your personality is just fantastic. It really, really, truly is, and um, it's electric. I remember the first time I got off with you, uh, the phone. I I went into the mastermind and I did a, a live in there, and I said, "Man, I just got off the phone with Jennifer," and and I used uh, the word electric with you because you. You just have this this sense of go, go, and this is fun, and I'm excited, and how is everybody not excited as me? <laughs> and and I kind of live in that life, right? Yeah. I think this is the greatest industry God ever created. You know, I really, truly do. And uh, it's just so awesome to have CEOs. When I interview a lot of them, it's like, eh, eh. you know, I, I don't, don't get me wrong. I have a lot of good ones, but they always want to stay that straight and narrow. You know what I mean? And it's like, hey, dream a little bit, right? You know, get it, get get outside the box. Jennifer, thank you for doing that. And I am so glad that you have joined our industry um, and that you're at the head of Varuna. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Jason. I really, I really, really do appreciate it. And you know, loyal listeners, that I do what I do because I do it for you. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Jason Cass, and she's Jennifer Carroll. We are out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. 
go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.